Released on Sunday, November 20th, 2016, This Agile Life, Episode 120, Two-Person Retro. The software industry transforms more and more every day. Agile methods are quickly replacing traditional ones. The question is, are you agile enough? This podcast is devoted to agile and lean software development. Time to welcome your agile coaches on This Agile Life. Hello, welcome to This Agile Life. This is Craig Buczek. And this is Amos King. We're here in Cincinnati at RubyConf 2016. And I gave a talk uh, a couple days ago at the conference and wanted to do a little retrospective on it. And we thought we would just share that with all of you, too. So my talk was uh, a very technical thing about Ruby, Ruby hooks, uh, basically methods that run in Ruby um, implicitly when certain conditions happen. Um, So it was a very technical talk. And it's my third talk at Ruby Conference, at RubyConf, and I think it's my fourth conference talk. And I was a little disappointed in myself, I'd, I'd have to say. Um, and I'd probably give myself a C plus on this, and my previous two, I'd give myself a B and an A minus. So I wanted to talk about why I'm kind of disappointed in myself and why I I think I could have done better and how I can do better next time. Okay. And I, I was kind of involved in some of this process of looking at your slides and um, you gave you gave a practice talk of it about a month ago yep. to you. Um, so I just thought that a little bit of background that there was some involvement. Yeah. So uh, I gave the uh, a practice run. So I wrote the slides and gave a practice run uh, almost exactly a month before I gave the actual talk. Uh, so that was at a local our, our local Ruby users group, and um, there was a lot of feedback during the talk at the local group. In the middle of the talk. In the middle right? of the talk, yeah. I think that um, that, in in my opinion, in watching that and then your your later slides and everything, is that although that is good, I don't know that you can use that for your practice of your talk. Yeah, so my main practice of the talk was immediately before the talk itself, the live talk. Um, and um, so the the immediate problem was that the talk ran really short, like only half the time allocated. Now, um, a lot of the talks at this conference ran short. Um, we had 45-minute slots, and a lot of the talks ran about 25 or 30 minutes. Um, and mine ran a little under 20 minutes, actually. So that was the first thing that I realized was kind of a problem. It made me look a little um, foolish, maybe. That's probably not quite I, I right. Don't, but I don't think that's a fair assessment. Uh, I, I talked to a lot of people after your talk, about your talk, and I, I think that, and I didn't tell them that I even knew you, so I think I got some mm-hmm. honest feedback, and people said, it was a great talk, it was just short. Yeah. I wanted more. So, yeah, and that's what, so the thing is, I had time for more, and, and there's things I could have and should have put in. I, I should have put in more examples, basically. Um, that, that, that was probably my main uh, thing that was missing, was more and better examples of each of my points I did. So I why, talked to a few people also that, that gave me feedback, and they said it was fine. Why do you, 
Why do you think you went so short? Were you nervous and talked fast? Uh, that's always that's always the case with me. Oddly, normally I run long. I usually have so much material that I'm up against the time box. Um, so there's there's two reasons, or well, three reasons really. One is when I gave the talk at the local group, um, the feedback and the back and forth of that feedback, it was more of a conversation. So that took like an hour or more. And so, you know, I didn't really take that into account when I, you know, built up the, the, the second version for the conference. Um, another part is that I always do talk faster when I'm nervous and I'm nervous in front of a bigger crowd. Uh, and this crowd was over 100 people. It was probably close to 150. Um, do you think that the, the other thing oh, was sorry. just not practicing it until the day of, um, working too close to the deadline. You know, I procrastinate a lot and that bit me more than it usually does. Do you think if the practice at the Ruby group had not been as much of a conversation that you might've been better on your timeline? Like, I think known I, that you needed to work on that? I think so, but I don't really like to do that at local user groups. I'd like to have that conversation at um, local user groups. During your talk? Though? During the talk, yeah. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> I actually was going to, at the last minute, I did put in my, my talk notes that I wanted to... Um, tell people to ask questions during, but I chickened out. <laughs> so that, that's, that's a, I don't know if I can solve that problem or if I, I probably should have actually asked for um, questions during, but I don't know if I was prepared enough to answer um, questions to provide better examples. I, I really should have done some more research to find better examples and, and explain why. Do you think that your past experiences of, um, running up against the time caused you to maybe back off? Like, were you nervous that you were going to run over? And so... No. no. Well, maybe a little bit, because, like I said, it ran over an hour at the local group. Um, so, usually when I write a talk, I actually have it so it can be expanded or contracted a little bit. So, basically, there's optional slides at the end that I can skip over or gloss over, um, and I didn't do any of that. Um, so, um, I guess yes and no on that. I think my main disappointment is that I should be getting better each time I give a talk. And in this one, I felt that I didn't get better than the last time. I think that's, that's my main disappointment. And I understand that I'm hard on myself, you know, self-critical. Um, and, and I talked to people that said it was good. Cheryl, uh, a friend of ours that uh, was at the conference, um, she sat in and, and said it was it was fine, and that I was being overly critical. But I really do want to get better every time I give a talk. Um, and in fact, there were some things I did better than uh, the last few times. Um, so what would you do better? I um, did have more pictures in the slides. The- I will say from seeing your slides in the past, uh, I frequently like slides that are just a couple words um, or just some code. I've improved that actually too. But but I actually like 
that you're you you have you pulled back on the words a little bit. I did and yes. made him just have a couple words instead yep. of like everything you're saying. Yeah. Um, but your pictures were well placed. There weren't too many. There weren't too few. They they, they were they just were, add-ons, basically, and a little bit humorous. You know? Yeah. It was about hooks, and and you know you can't illustrate hooks literally the way that ruby hooks are. But I had Captain Hook on the title page. Uh, I had a fishing hook on the, um, like, what is a hook page. And at the end, I had a uh, person being pulled off the stage with a hook. Um, so that was the, the end page, um, which is kind of funny. My my uh, wife always says, get the hook. Like, <laughs> like when you need to go, get the hook. Um, so I did use, so, I mean, this tech was very, this talk was very technical. So it wasn't really conducive to a lot of, uh, graphics or pictures. Um, I could have used one diagram. We'd actually talked about that, um, about how Ruby's uh, inheritance works, and I, I should have done that. Um, but but I did do better with the pictures. I did better with the um, uh, fewer fewer words per slide. Um, one thing, and, and after my talk, I, I paid more attention to how, to how other people did talks. Um, you know, if they were strongly technical, you know, there's a lot of code on the screen. Uh, one thing I didn't do is they would point out or circle a line or, you know, highlight a line um, as they were talking about it. Um, and, and you had mentioned, Amos, when I gave my run-through right before the talk, um, that I should try to add line numbers, and we couldn't figure out how to add line numbers in the software I'm using. Well, and, and that is more for recording, um, yeah, like you used a, a laser pointer, which I think works. I do like so highlighting the lines better. It, interestingly, I did not use the highlighter in uh, the in oh, the, the actual talk, okay. which sped me up some more from not slowing down to point things out. Oh uh, yeah, but but I I really suggested line numbers for yeah. um, people who watch the recording of the talk yeah, later. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so that's one of my takeaways here, and, I, and I've taken some notes already. You know, <laughs> I'll take some more notes. Basically, I'm going to put line numbers on all code I'm going to do going forward from this point. So I see a lot of people that do, um, they have a highlight, either a highlighted line for right. what they're talking about or, and like subdued background or, uh, or, I mean, or a subdued background on the lines they're not talking about. Right. Not, instead right. of highlighting, they like show everything they, normal they, they and then low light or low light something. Or I've also seen where the code, Will be like partial there. It'll only show the yeah, line one of the that guys, you're talking about. One of the guys did something where he like had like twenty lines of code, and then he grabbed out two lines and talked about that on a, on a on a page, and then he grabbed another two lines and talked mm-hmm. about the two lines at a time, and then kind of went back to the twenty lines to show it back together. So, so that could be a good way too. Yeah, it could depend. I think that will depend on how much code you're showing. Pa- part of yeah, we like have. If, if it's not very long, you probably get away with. A highlight or a low light. Yeah. But if it's, if you have a big, giant piece of code, you probably do need that pull it out to its own slide. Yeah. And and I I think I have done that in in that there wasn't, actually, I did break some slides into three slides when um, I had more than one topic sort of on a slide. Um, One was I broke the code into two pieces uh, and then actually showed a third piece slide with the, um, sort of explaining how that code worked. So I kind of did did pretty well on that, I think. 
Um, so things that I had kind of done last time better and did almost okay this time, um, asking the audience some questions at the beginning. Um, I did really well last year on that. Um, and I did moderately okay this year on like, who's, who's using this? Have you guys seen this before? Um, I don't think I asked it as well this time and I don't quite understand how I, I, how I did it differently. Um, I didn't have really any humor in this one except for a picture of my cat. Um, and I probably ran through that joke so fast that barely got even a slight laugh. Um, I struggled to figure out if I should... So I've heard people say you should introduce yourself at the beginning of the talk and explain why you're the expert in it or why, why you're qualified to talk about it. Uh, but then I've heard the opposite advice, that like nobody cares who you are, just put that stuff at the end. Um, so I had it at the end, then I moved it to the beginning. Um, but I did put uh, pictures, in it, and I've forgotten this... Um, I think I did a lightning talk last year, and um, I think I forgot to say, oh, hey, and I do this Agile Life podcast, and this is my company. So I did better with that. I did mention the podcast. Uh, I mentioned my company. I mentioned some other companies I'm affiliated with. Um, I put the St. Louis. Uh, probably went over that pretty quick. Um, I don't. How, what do you think about how much time I should spend on a more about myself and where I'm coming from and be like pimping my company. Um, I, I think that you can separate these two things. So, uh, the, uh. Up, the upfront, you can say here, I've been doing Ruby for 10 years and, um, I find hooks to be pretty useful and I've used them quite a bit. And that would be enough to explain why. And and here's my name. Because I, I like to know the speaker's name, even though it's on the the um, so, the, the schedule. I yeah. still like to hear, so, especially like speakers um, that are from a different country. How they pronounce I, their name. I want to hear them say it. And we have point. people here from other countries yeah. that might not know how to pronounce your yeah, name. That's a good one. Um, so I like to get that up front. But then the... Oh, yeah, by the way, I do a podcast, blah, blah, blah. Put that at the very end of the talk. Okay. So split that, I think, is a good idea. So one thing I have done better, and I think I did this last year as well, um, so the software I, I kind of hacked away to put in um, a, a little something in each corner of the screen. So I've got my Twitter account on every slide at the bottom left. Um, in the upper left, I think I had RubyConf 2016, the guy had the date in the upper right, and I don't remember what I had in the bottom right. Why the date? Because uh, I'm a, a, an engineer, <laughs> and and I write it in the ISO uh, format as well. So uh, just something I do. Um, be, well, partly though because I do give sometimes give the same talk more than once, and it's slightly different. Did you? So you you generate your slides dynamically. So um, through yeah. like some HTML, right? Uh, actually, it's Markdown, but I can okay. It, 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 it gets it's converted page, to though, right? yeah, it gets converted to HTML, and I can do CSS. So if you were going to give this talk 
is there a way that you can inject like that date there I, if you're going to keep it there? So if you uh, gave this again, it would always be up there? Uh, I wouldn't want to do that because I would want to have the modification date, not the... Well, yeah, I see what you're saying. I guess if someone was looking at it later, I wouldn't want them to see the date that they're looking at it. I'd want to see them to see the date that I last updated it. Okay. So you put it there as almost like a versioning yes. thing. Yes, yes. I, so I thought you were putting it there so that when you go back and watch the recording, you would see the date on that recording easily. Uh, so I think, I think you're making a point that the date is not very useful. It does. Well, I don't know if it, it is, but. Yeah. It does round out and give me four corners of information instead of three, which would look a little weird. You could put my picture in the other corner. That'd <laughs> be fine. A, a picture would be a bit large, actually. Have um, you seen me? I'm not that big. Oh, the, <laughs> the fourth corner is, uh, in the lower right, is what page you're on and uh, how many pages there are. So they can tell how far, roughly, I am uh, into the presentation. I like and dislike that <laughs> when I see that on a slide. Um Sometimes it causes me when we get toward the end, I start to feel very antsy. Like, all right, we're almost there. And then I don't pay attention as well. And I start watching that number. That's interesting. Um, but, well, to be fair, though, the last couple slides are uh, one is the feedback page, like my, my contact info, Twitter, GitHub, email, um, a place where to find the slides. Um, and then the page before that is just thanks. So the, the last few pages are basically so maybe or two pages are, are but yeah that content content free but some people like if you how many slides did you have only twenty four okay so some of the slide like people I see they have like a hundred slides so at like slide eighty I kind of start focusing on we're almost there um, instead yeah, of yeah. I there's a little bit to a talk that I like to be surprised you know like oh. Now we're here. So I, I get your point, and I think my slides are always going to be under 50, whereas because I'm not clicking through pictures and stuff like that, at least not in the, these technical type. I, I actually am hoping to do one that's more about pictures and just talking about, you know, having a few words on the instead of some code on, on the page. That'd be neat. I guess to me, I look at like a talk um, is a lot like a story, and I guess... Your slides are a lot like a book, right? And you have page numbers on them. But when somebody's telling me a story, I want them to take me along, and I don't, I don't want, I don't necessarily want to know that the end is coming. <laughs> like, I'll let them tell me when the end is there. Um, so that was actually another shortcoming in this talk was I didn't really tell the story. I didn't have a story to tell. Um, I, I mentioned that to Cheryl, and she said that, you know, if the talk is technical enough, you really don't need to tell a story all the time. And, and, and I think I, I don't know how I would have found a story in this particular topic. Um, maybe the story of a few little short stories of how I came across individual hooks or how, where they were, were useful. I, I probably should have told little short stories little, little about each individual hook. Yeah, I think that... I think that would be good and probably would have extended your time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and really, if you separated your slides out even more to where you were like had one hook on a slide. That's, that was then, the case, actually. And, oh, you only, oh, you had the previous slides that said, here's the next ones I'm yeah. talking about. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's what I remembered. But yeah, I think, I think that that helps. I, I, I don't really like slides that much, but when I have used them, um, 
I try to have enough slides that I have about a slide for every minute that I want to talk. That's probably about uh, right. at, that's probably about what at I a hit minimum. But so you know when I when I was not as good when I was less experienced at writing conference style slides and more local user group slides. I was bad about lots of words and bullet points on the slide. You know, typical PowerPoint right. crap. Um, like the military. Which, <laughs> uh, the, oh, I'll get back to that. Bring up the military in a minute. Okay. Um, and th- those are dense slides, and they take a lot of time to get through. You know, if there's six bullet points, you're not going to get through six bullet points in one minute. And so I think that was part of my problem, too, that I'm used to having 24 slides with six bullet points each, and that's going to take 45 minutes. But 24 slides with, you know, two bullet points is not going to take that time. So I think right. that's another reason why. Unless you throw the anecdotes I, in I, I, I underestimated. Uh, no, I've even got the anecdotes in there on, on, oh, on, I, I on some of these. I thought you were saying you need... On oh, some of these. Okay. No, no, no. Um, yeah. And, and I guess I needed more antidotes and stories behind behind them. Um, you could have had me come in and heckle you, and we could have had it just like at the Ruby Girl. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been more, more. yeah, it would have taken it. Um, the military. The military is good at telling you what they're going to tell you, telling you, and then telling you what they just told you. I didn't, yes. have, I didn't have a summary. Um, you did not have a summary? I did not have a summary. That was uh, uh, probably one of the bigger mistakes. Yeah, like actually. a slide with a list of all the yeah, different yeah, hooks. Yeah, um, and and you know, like a plain list is not always great, but you could like group them. Yeah, here's yeah, all the ones in class. Yeah. Here's all the ones in my. And, and actually, probably I should have put a, um, like compiled a complete list and just had a link to that complete list. Or I actually I don't think the complete list exists of them, and I should have I meant to create my own and provided a link to that. Well, you um, still can. I can. In fact, and I gave can. them a link to the uh, my presentations page. So, so you can put it there. You can yeah. tweet about it. Yeah. When you get it up. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, because there are people that went there, even though it was short. There probably there are probably some people that are going to follow you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've had a couple already. And so, if you put out a little more about this, you might be able to make yourself feel a little better. Um, because you've given more. Because yeah, I, I yeah. feel, to me, in talking to you, and tell me if I'm wrong, it seems like you felt like you needed to give more to the people. Yes, yes. And so you can still do that. I, I, and, and I thought, you know, first I thought, well, this was almost embarrassing. I'm like, no, that's not the right word. Um, a little disappointed in myself. that, it, And that's mostly not having improved. I didn't feel like this was better than last time. Um but I, fe- I felt like I let people down a little bit by not providing the examples that I should have. Uh, and and I think the, the shortness of it was sort of more of a symptom of not providing those examples, um, just putting it in my face. Um, but, yeah, I think I, part of this retrospective is figuring out how I can make it better. Not only, like you said, I could actually update this Tonight, tomorrow, uh, tweet about it, put it up on that page, uh, you know, make some improvements to it. Um, but also improve my process on how I make slides next year or next conference. Um, 
So I, I can actually do some of that work up front, like figure out how to do line numbers, figure out how to do color coding, highlighting a current line. Oh, we did have that suggestion like 10 minutes before you were supposed to talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> um, I, my only thing is that until right before, you didn't really practice conference style. Yes. So even though you yes. like to give it at the group and have the feedback during, I, I need to do more practice. And and I did probably, I did more run throughs last year too on the one that that I give myself an A minus on. Um, I did at least two run throughs in my hotel room, like more than the night before. And you then, sat in the room with me, and then once in your hotel room with you. And that was also a mistake that I learned from that. Um, cause you gave me two pages of notes the night before, which was way too much to, to, uh, you know, account for, but it, but it did actually contribute greatly to the quality of that presentation. Well, and, and I, I don't think that you have to take all, all the, the note. feedback. True, out. true. And I could, um, but still, uh, I'd like to at least consider each point and I didn't even have time to consider each yeah, point. That's well, it was very late the night before. Too. Yeah. 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 Um, so, um, that's most of it. I do want to talk about my nervousness. Um, so the first year I gave a conference talk, I was very nervous and had to take some Xanax, um, uh-huh. which, you know, normally would put me to sleep, but when I'm excited, it's, it, it's okay. Um, last year I was pretty nervous, but made it without Xanax. And this year I also made it without Xanax. So... The nervousness really isn't going away. I actually asked Aaron Patterson, uh, "Does the nervous ever, nervousness ever go away?" Because I know he's nervous up there. Yet he talks, you know, a lot every conference. You know, he gives a keynote every RailsConf. Um, he says, "Yeah, no, it doesn't really ever go away." He says, um, "The butterflies don't go away; they just uh, fly in formation eventually." <laughs> that is. Uh, <laughs> someone, someone told him that actually. Nice. Um, so, you know, I. I'd like giving the talk. Actually, the nervousness stops as soon as I start. So, except for, I guess, the, the amount of uh, um, how fast I talk, which... Um, but I don't feel scared. I guess until I get up there, I'm sort of scared almost. You know, it's a nervousness. It's actually a fear. Um, but once I get started, I'm fine. So... As far as that, that fear type nervousness. So what would you... Say to somebody who has an idea to speak, but really feels like they could, they couldn't. They're too nervous, and so they don't work, work through it. Do it anyway. Is there any any pointers on how to do that? I I've got very little. Um, so the, there's a common. This is a common. I've seen this commonly stated that the. Conference talk process is a is a roller coaster for almost everyone that does it. Um, you know, they open for call for proposals, and you get excited, like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna gonna put a, a thing in there," and um, I, I'll put a proposal in. Oh, I'm so excited about this talk. Um, that's great. I'm so excited. I put it in, and then you get accepted, and you're like. Oh crap! Now I gotta write the the actual talk, 
And then you're, you're like, okay, it takes a lot of time and you got to practice and I get feedback and, you know, lots of time spent writing it. And then you get to, you know, before you're getting really nervous and then you give the talk and you feel great afterwards. And, and that's true for me. You know, like all that's pretty much true for me. And so these are common experiences. And, you know, it's almost like I, I love giving the talk. I probably love having given the talk a little more than that. But the preparation and the nervousness and, and that part is, it, it kind of sucks. But then you finish, and then you're like, all right, let's start this cycle over again. <laughs> One more time. Yeah, it's like, it's it almost so like horrible, I need to do it again. Yes. I, I guess because it, um, there's, there's a psychological thing that where um, the, 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 the end of any experience, the, your feelings at the end of an experience are what you remember most. So ending on a high note is actually a uh, a psychological benefit to thinking that that whole experience was a good thing. Huh. Um, they've actually done experiments with um, like surgery. Like if you were in pain throughout your whole surgery except for the last ten minutes, you'll think the surgery was fine. But if you were in pain only the last ten minutes, you'll think the surgery was terrible. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. And the Novocaine always wears off at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Not if you have a good anesthesiologist. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, so if you, if you could talk to yourself the night before or the day before, morning before, what would you tell yourself that you need to do that at that, let's say the morning of the talk? I need, Because I you need, don't have a lot of time. What... Would you tell yourself what do you need to do to to make yourself feel better about right. how far An- you get? Answer one: not have procrastinated. Well, no, no, no. Two, two. <laughs> learn how to meditate from Tice. Learn how to meditate. <laughs> so those two things you think would Th- those would actually probably help me, but I don't know. Those are both things that I don't know how. I think the fact that, that I feel that this one wasn't as good as the last one will help me not procrastinate for the next one. Like, that pain sort of... Pain's a bit of a strong word, but... The, those feelings will will help me to not procrastinate as much next time. Okay, I have one more. Now, if you could talk to you the night after you gave the practice talk before, you know, at the, at the local group, what Uh, would you tell yourself then? Um, make the changes right away that, that I, the, on the feedback I got that, that was cause I, I forgot some of the feedback and do a practice run in front of the mirror, you know, by myself on, on the, the updates. Um, so, yeah. Um, oh, there was one other thing that, that I thought about, and that was how I picked the topic. So, I submitted three proposals for this conference, and but I actually had like ten ideas, ten, you know, titles and, and ideas, and... Um, I, I actually sat through with, sat down with you, Amos, and I explained each one and had you rate each one to see mm-hmm. which ones you thought were good and, and would get accepted. Um, 
that had its pros, but it had a serious con. I don't think I was that excited about this talk. Oh. You know, I picked it because it sounded like it was a good topic, but I don't think I was excited about it as much as some of the other topics. And I think that had a big impact, too. You know, I, I you know, this is something I could talk about and was able to talk about, but I wasn't exci- as excited about it as I was the last two. Yeah. And, and I think that's probably another big influence on, on why this one I didn't feel was as good. So, I've got some work to do. I've got some action items, um, like figure out the line numbers, figure out how to use my software that I'm building the slides for better. Um, and, and, in fact, they opened a call for proposals for RailsConf today. So, back in the cycle. Um, but I've got some work to do. Um, and I will actually start and, on that and, this weekend, I think. And maybe give some of that feedback back online that we talked about yeah, to yeah, give, yeah. give out to the community. Because um, I think I think that'll help you. All right. A- at least psychologically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and, and doing the retro actually does help me as well. Um, so, you know, knowing that you're going to do better next time, hopefully, is, is one way to uh, sort of serve a penance for feeling like you didn't do better <laughs> the, this time. Yep. Um, so I appreciate your facilitating my introspective, retrospective again. No problem. Um, and uh, I think that's been helpful to me. And hopefully the listeners uh, find some usefulness in learning how to do a an introspective um, one person retrospective with a facilitator, and hopefully they learn a little bit about facilitating those too. Um, I, I try to sit back and be quiet, and there were a few times that I made suggestions, but um, ask a lot of questions more than I did, and and I think that that helps. And I think that, I think this is a good example of uh, a facilitation. All right. Well, thanks, Craig. Thanks for the talk. I personally thought it was really good. Thanks for your Um, feedback. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. This Agile Life is brought to you by a community of Agile developers and coaches aspiring to spread the word about this groundbreaking approach to software development. Join us at thisagilelife.com forward slash community.